is the Homestead Journey Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the pursuit of self-sufficiency, self-reliance, and sustainability. This is episode number 99 of the Homestead Journey Podcast. Welcome, 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 everyone. Episode number 99, folks, creeping up on episode 100. So excited to be hitting that milestone and so delighted to have you be a part of that journey. My name is Brian Wells. I am coming to you from 3B Farm and Homestead here in beautiful upstate New York. And folks, it's been a, it's been a wild and crazy week this week. It's been a busy week on the homestead, a crappy week at the day job, but we survived. So let's head on over to this week's Homestead Happenings, and I'll bring you up to speed with what we've been doing here on 3B Farm and Homestead. So this week, it has been a week of catch-up. So you may remember that we were at the Washington County Fair last week, and in fact, last week's episode was recorded at the Washington County Fair. Had an absolute blast, but folks, it is an exhausting week. Those late nights and early mornings and just kind of that break in routine while it's fun, it just takes it right out of you. And then when it's extremely hot, like it was a few days there at the fair, and you're not used to that, you're used to sitting in the air conditioning, well, it just zaps you. And so... This week was a, a it was a week to play catch up. There was it was catching up in the in the garden. It was catching up with other aspects that had kind of fallen behind here on the homestead, and then trying to catch up with some sleep. And I don't know as I necessarily am fully caught up with the sleep, but I at least have tried. <laughs> now there were some nights when I my goal was to go to bed early, and I did lay down, but then I got involved in either watching something or whatever, and then the next thing you know, it's like, oh, it's a little later than I had had planned, but uh, anyhow, we made it through the week. As I said, a big part of it was playing catch-up in the garden, and that means preserving food. But before we get to that, one of the exciting things that happened this week is I actually harvested some of the first melons I've actually ever successfully grown here on the homestead. I've never really had great success growing melons of any type, cantaloupe, um, honeydew, or watermelons. I, I just don't know why, but it's it's just been a struggle for me. But I was able to harvest some what are called Minnesota midget melons. It's a, it's a cantaloupe. It's about softball size. It's kind of a single serving type melon. And so that was very exciting and enjoyed those this week. Now, a big part of this week was playing catch up with tomatoes. And one of the things that I have decided that I am always going to do, unless I'm eating the tomatoes fresh, if I'm going to do any kind of sauce, any kind of stewed tomatoes, if I'm preserving the tomatoes by canning in any way, shape or form, I am coring them, washing them, drying them off, and then putting them in the freezer to deal with them later. What that does is a couple of things. 
first of all, it takes some of the stress off me right now. I don't have to worry about cooking up tomato sauce because again, I can, I can kind of kick that can down the road a little bit. But the other thing it does as well is it makes canning tomatoes so much easier because when you take those tomatoes out of the freezer and you allow them to defrost, the skins slip off very, very easily. So you're not having to blanch them and drop them into cold water, which eliminates that step. And some of the water is released from the tomatoes, which means that especially if you're cooking them down into sauce, you don't have to cook them down as long. So it's kind of win-win. So, or I should say win-win-win because you're not having to do this the tomato sauce right now. You're being able to get the skins off of them easily and you don't have to cook it quite so long. I've also been doing a lot with peppers this week. Now, my green peppers, my sweet peppers, I sliced some of those up and we put them in the freezer. But I also made something called cowboy candy with some of the hot peppers. Predominantly was jalapenos. I did have some fireballs in there as well as um, what other? It was jalapenos, lemon jalapenos, and fireballs maybe is what it was in there. And what cowboy candy is, is it's kind of a pickle, um, but it's a sweet brine. And folks, it is so delicious. You put that over cream cheese on a cracker. Whew. That's just absolutely good eating. So did up some of that. Then on Friday, a friend of mine had contacted me and said that he had peaches available if I wanted to come pick them. And if it's free, it's for me. And especially peaches. I have not canned peaches in several years. And we made peach jam a couple of years ago when our neighbor had some extra peaches. But this year I had planned on buying a box of peaches from Georgia. There's several companies that will ship boxes of peaches up to this area. My plan had been to order one of those and then, well, you know how good intentions are. (laughs) It just did not happen. So when my buddy Jeremy said, hey, I've got some peaches, would you like to uh, come get some? I was like, yes, sir. I will be right there. And so Friday night, Bonnie and I went and picked some peaches. And so this weekend has been peaches, peaches, and more peaches. I started off making some peach jam. And then I made something called spirited peaches. You cut the peaches up into slices and you add a little hooch to the jar. So I added some rum. Um, I think it was vanilla rum that you add to the jar. And supposedly that brings out the flavor of the peach. So I tried that. Now I have a lot of friends that want to taste test it. Um, I think they're probably more interested in tossing the peaches and drinking the juice. (laughs) But anyhow, so I'm excited uh, to try that out. So I made a batch of those and then I canned up the rest of the peaches. But what I did is I went and got some of our fresh mint and I threw a couple of sprigs of mint in each jar that was recommended in my ball canning book. And so excited to see how that turns out. Always everything is an experiment here. One other thing that we did yesterday morning was I had a bunch of large zucchini that we had been kind of holding back. And so we finally got around to shredding those. Several years ago for Christmas, I bought my wife a KitchenAid mixer. And then along with that, I bought her some of those attachments that shred and slice and so forth. And Quite frankly, we have not used those attachments at all. I think maybe she used it once to shred cheese, 
But other than that, the attachment kind of hasn't been used as much as maybe what it could have or should have been. And so when we were talking about shredding up that zucchini, her initial thought was to shred it by hand. I said, no, 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 no. We have that wonderful attachment, which I put on the KitchenAid mixer. And folks, it made short work of those zucchini. And so we froze, I think, 14 bags of zucchini. And so excited to have that in the freezer. We did two cups per bag, which will be about the right amount for zucchini bread or zucchini cookies, whatever kind of thing. We can put it in soups. Um, And so very excited about that. And then finally, the last thing that we canned up was our beets. Yesterday, I picked all of the beets and I canned those up last night. I think I ended up with 13 pints of beets or 16 pints of beets, something like that. And so, well, it was almost a full canner load. I think I lacked one pint. I could have fit one more pint in my All-American 921. So lots and lots of food in the larder this week. Very excited about that. And so we should eat good this winter. All right, let's head on over to this week's Charting the Course. Today's Charting the Course is going to be a shorter segment than usual, but I'm going to kind of tell on myself. I almost made a mistake. And I almost put the homestead first. And then I came to my senses. Now, let me kind of explain. Since we went on vacation, I have felt like I have been behind the eight ball all summer long. Part of that is because we pushed our vacation out a week farther than what I had anticipated. And that week made a huge difference because as we were gone, the garden really started to come into its own. And so as we came back, I just felt like I have been playing catch up since then. But then you also compound that with all of the rain that we have been having this year. And so that's really made it difficult for me to get out and to weed in the garden and to pick things like green beans that you're not really supposed to pick when the leaves are wet and so forth. It just has felt to me like the to-do list is getting longer and longer and longer, and I'm just getting nowhere. And then, of course, you go into the week of the fair where, for me, basically life comes to a standstill, and I eat, drink, sleep. I live the fair for an entire week, and so that just puts you that much farther behind. Tomorrow here in the United States is Labor Day. I'm blessed to have the day off. And normally I would spend that day getting things done around the homestead. But Bonnie's aunt, who lives about two and a half hours away from us, is having a cookout. And she's invited the whole family. And there's a lot of Bonnie's family that is going to be attending that cookout that I don't think I have seen since her grandmother passed away five or six years ago. And initially I was going to skip that picnic. I almost let that to-do list, that infamous to-do list, keep me from going. You see, I have potatoes to harvest. I have tomatoes to pick. I have peppers that need tending to. 
I have cucumbers that have gotten away from me. I have cabbage that I'd like to turn into sauerkraut. I have a tree down in the lower yard that needs to be cut up and moved. I have pigs that need to be shuffled around. I have pig pens that need to be mucked out. I have pig shelters that need to be repaired. I have a broken window on the mobile coop that needs to be fixed. I have some boards that need to be replaced on the chicken palace. I need to tidy up the carport. The garage needs tidied up. And the list goes on and on and on and on. But I'm going to the picnic. You see, tomorrow my son actually has the day off. He's been working this summer at a local ice cream parlor, and we thought he'd have to work, but he has the day off. So I get to spend time with him. And I get to spend time with Bonnie's aunts and uncles and cousins. Again, some of them people who I haven't seen in four or five years. You see, relationships are far more important. I love the homestead. I love growing food. I love being here on my property. Folks, if I didn't have to go anywhere, I probably wouldn't. I love being home. But when the homestead keeps me from being connected to the people that I love the most, then my homestead balance has gotten out of whack. Now, Bonnie would have understood if I decided to stay home. Brian J. probably wouldn't even have missed me. I mean, he's 16 years old. Dad's the old fart that embarrasses him. (laughs) And I do a pretty good job of that. Bonnie's family probably would have been disappointed if I wasn't there, but they would have understood. Many of them have gardens and have animals and understand what this is all about. But folks, you don't get these times back. Now, we've been very, very blessed. Well, I know people who have lost loved ones due to COVID. We haven't lost anybody very close to us. Well, I know people whose moms and dads, aunts and uncles have passed on due to old age. We've been very fortunate so far. But you never know. Is this going to be the last time that I see them? I don't know. And quite frankly, that's not the point. The point is that I have a rare opportunity to spend time with them, and I almost missed it. Folks, the to-do list, it's always going to be there. And certainly, we can't always be skipping the homestead to go on a picnic. I get that. It's always trying to balance those priorities. But we can can skip the to-do list every once in a while. And so let's try to keep it all in proper perspective. As much as I love raising and growing food, I love my family more. And I actually love my wife's family more too. I'm blessed to have a great relationship with my in-laws. And so tomorrow, I'm going to enjoy every minute with them. And I'm not going to let myself regret it for a second. Take care, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Brian can be reached by emailing him at brian at thehomesteadjourney.net or by contacting him via our social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support this podcast, we invite you to become a member of the Supporting Listeners Program. 
For $10 a month or $100 per year, you will receive access to a community of like-minded individuals via a private Facebook group, at least one monthly live Q&A with Brian, the opportunity to participate in live recordings of the podcast, access to an ever-expanding library of helpful homesteading content, and so much more. Head on over to support.thehomesteadjourney.net for more information and to sign up today. As always, the music on this episode was provided by audionautics.com. So a big shout out to them. And until next time, everybody, keep up the good work.